The following podcast has been brought to you by Catholic Digital Resources. Visit the website catholicdr.com for downloadable parish resources. At Catholic Digital Resources, you can find faith-building bulletin inserts on the Sunday Scriptures, RCIA materials, ready-made PowerPoints for catechists, faith-sharing materials for Bible study groups and small Christian communities, and much more. Download faith formation resources and evangelization tools from Catholic Digital Resources at catholicdr.com. Good News Ministries of GNM.org presents Footsteps to Heaven Life's a journey full of challenges. Sometimes we get stalled. Sometimes we get sidetracked. When we walk with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit to the destination that God the Father designed for us, the results are better than we could ask for or imagine. And now, here is your host, Terry Modica. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray that this podcast will minister to many people. Father God, I ask you to anoint my lips by your Holy Spirit to speak what you want me to speak. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to anoint my mind to know what you want me to share. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to fill my heart with compassion for the listeners of this podcast and fill my heart with a connection to your sacred heart Lord Jesus so that we may connect the two so that my so that I may be your instrument of connecting your sacred heart to the hearts of the listeners of this podcast greetings my friend if you're new to this welcome the whole purpose of the podcast that we call the Footsteps to Heaven show, is about growing our faith, growing in holiness so that our faith becomes stronger, so that we may change the world for Christ. Because Christ came for us to save us from our sins, he died for us, and then he sends us forth through his resurrection power and then you know, resurrecting us along with himself, his own body being raised from the dead. He, He resurrects us. If we are united to him, we too are resurrected in the areas of our lives where we have suffered, where we have died, where we have experienced loss, where we have experienced the letting go of the sins that we've committed and the regrets and the, well, maybe not the regrets, because you know what? We can learn from our regrets, and it can keep us stronger against those sins. But whatever it is that you have felt is is a loss of sorrow, it's time for resurrection. And why does Jesus resurrect us? Not just so that we can have a happy life that, you know, hey, nothing's bothering me, happy, happy, joy, joy, but so that we can go out and transform the world. We are sent out in mission. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to send us out in mission to change the world, to transform the people around us, helping them to see through us having a faith that's alive which means we have to have a personal relationship, not just with Jesus Christ, but with his Holy Spirit that he gave us, that he breathes on us, that we received in fullness in our baptism, and that is set alive, set on fire, set becomes a vibrant, effective part of our lives through what is often called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
or you can call it the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes when we ask, Holy Spirit, come, fill me. I want the more that you have to offer. I want my life to be a witness of your divine power. I want to change the world by showing people what you are really like. This is the life that he has designed for us. For us to come alive in, in strong faith and to change the world by helping others become alive in strong faith. But the biggest sin in our cultures today, and I'm saying cultures plural, I speak first and foremost from the culture that I live in, the American culture, but this is true of all Western advanced societies and I think it is true everywhere around the world. The biggest sin of our cultures is idolatry. The idolatry of thinking that something other than God himself should be in charge of our lives. It could be the idolatry of money. You know, if we get rich, this will solve our problems. We'll be happy when we can buy this and this and that. And by the way, that idolatry is very rampant. You know, I saw this as I was raising my children. You know, I'm in my mid-60s and my children are in their 30s and as I was raising them, my husband Ralph and I, as we were raising our children, we saw a transformation in our society that was not good. We saw very well-meaning parents take on two jobs both of them, the husband and the wife, working so that they could buy more stuff for their kids and for themselves. The bigger house, you know, a, a car for every every driver, every person in the home that was of driving age, um, a TV in every room, and, you know, materialism has cost a lot, has led to our children in my generation of parents, our children, many of them have become very self-centered, very materialistic, but not in the sense like we were in, in, in my generation of we've got to buy more, but in the sense of what do I feel is right for me? I want to have what I want to have and I think it's right. I really believe that the materialism of of my generation, of course it's in every generation, but but I saw it increasing during my generation. And I really believe that the materialism where both parents felt that they needed to earn more money rather than the mother, usually it was the, the father who uh, would go out and earn the money, have the career, do whatever is necessary, making sacrifices for the sake of the family and the mother was designed by God us women were designed by God to be nurturers you know I'm all for equal rights men and women but let's face it God designed us with different gifts it's also the way our brains work the male brain is different than the female brain and I'm sorry you people out there and I'm not talking to I'm sure to people listening to this podcast but we know that this our society out there there are people who say that you know that they were born one gender and they really 
should be a different gender. Never mind that no sex change operations can change the chromosomes that are in the body, you know, that, that determine the gender. But God made our brains differently, too, not just our chromosomes. The male brain has fewer synapses, neural connections between the two hemispheres. The female brain has more of those connections, and this is behind what is called women's intuition. The female brain is able to make more intuitive understandings and decisions because both sides of the brain are working together more so than happens in the male brain. And from this intuition comes the nurturing, the mothering instinct. And when children grow up without that in the home, it affects them. When children are raised in large part by other people, when children grow up without the plan for the family that God designed and created and inbred within us, you know, it's so inbred that even non-Christians instinctively have it if we don't override it with our the idolatry of self wanting to do what we want to do rather than discerning what God wants us to do. And when kids grow up without that design that God created for family, they suffer. They don't necessarily feel like they are suffering. It may not be obvious on the surface, but think about it. How many of them are not going to church? How many of them were raised in the church and have stopped going to church because they want what they want and what they want is whatever feels good? whatever they think feels good to them. We've spoiled them by buying them lots of stuff as they were children and by giving them certificates and uh, the schools giving awards out to everybody, regardless of whether the kids worked hard and earned it. Because we're afraid, you know, we're and it's still going on in schools in my country and and other places as well. We, the teachers and the parents, are afraid that somebody's feelings are going to get hurt if everybody is not equally awarded. But guess what? Our feelings do get hurt by living life in the normal world. And when kids don't know how to deal with that kind of pain, don't know how to get tough, thick skin, don't know how to work hard to reach the award that the other kids got, you know, to to achieve what they have not yet achieved themselves. You know, if they don't know how to do that, they become very self-centered, very into the idolatry of, I'm going to make myself happy in whatever way I feel is right. The moral relativism that was increasing as I was growing up and increased a lot more while my kids were growing up, it's still going further and further. The envelope of evil is pushing the moral relativism to the nth degree to see how far we can go. And this is so destructive. But people don't know it 
People don't know that they are destroying their eternal souls. People don't know that they are re- that they are destroying the future of of the country in which they live. And by that I mean, for example, there are so many young adults who don't want to have kids of their own. Or if they end up having a, a child, they don't want any more. And so they have very small families. The child is not revered as a gift from God. And large families are not seen as blessings from God anymore. And when this happens, there are other cultures that come in with lots of kids and change the culture of the country with the agenda of actually turning our society, our own culture, into the society they want it to be. Simply by having so many kids, more kids than the Americans are having, more kids than, you know, in Germany, more kids than the, the, the native Germans are having. I mean, this is really going on very powerfully there. The Muslims are coming in and taking over peacefully by having more kids than the Germans have. But that's a whole other topic. Let me get back to the main point. The idolatry of self leads to all kinds of destructions, leads to all kinds of dangers. The idolatry of science, where if something isn't provable by scientific methods, it can't be true, therefore why worship God? Or uh, the idolatry of the career, where the career comes first, and if it keeps me from going to church, so be it. Or the idolatry of suffering. You know what? Have you ever thought about suffering as becoming idolatrous? For example, I'm in so much pain, somebody might think, that I am going to pursue every avenue to get rid of this pain except God. And why does this kind of idolatry happen? Because the church has not been teaching how to live the supernatural life where we pray for one another for miracles of healing and the miracles happen. There are pockets of it. There are, there are dioceses even in this world where bishops have said every priest needs to go through the Life in the Spirit seminar and come alive in a relationship with the Holy Spirit and, and, and the parishes need to have prayer groups where people pray for one another and the miraculous manifestations of the Holy Spirit become common. Pope Francis has called for the charismatic renewal to not be a movement within the church but to be the church to be commonplace, to be waves of grace coming through the parishes, bringing the supernatural life of Christians that we read about in the book of Acts as normal, for it to become normal in our churches today. And don't we have such a long way to go? But it is the idolatry of not understanding that God really does want to make miracles happen today. By this I mean, by the, calling it an idolatry, what I mean is instead of trusting what we read in scripture, 
Like, you know, my favorite verse, John fourteen twelve, where Jesus says, if you believe in me, if you really believe in me, you will do the same works that I do and even greater ones. And he didn't say, you will do the good deeds that I did. But he said, the works. And that includes everything from preaching the truth, preaching it firmly, preaching it in parables or in in story form for those who don't yet have ears to hear the, the full truth. What else did Jesus do? He worked miracles. Miracles prove that the word of God, what is spoken about God, is true. We tell people that God cares. We tell people maybe even that we will pray for them. And then what? Do we see miracles happen? If we don't, we need to ask, why not? And I say that one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons why not, is idolatry. At its root, it's the thinking that I know better than God about what's not supposed to happen now. I do not have the faith to believe that God is going to perform a miracle, so therefore I'm not going to ask for the miracle. I am afraid that if I pray for somebody who is suffering in some kind of a disease, if they are not healed, I'm going to look like a fool, and they're not going to believe God. That's us being God. That's us trying to to usurp God's wisdom and and God's truths that he has written throughout the scriptures and he has revealed through the lives of saints you know saints worked miracles we pray to to those who have passed on into heaven asking for their help and we we know that miracles have happened that's how a saint gets canonized proven miracles that the church strongly investigates and and determines that there is no doubt about it there is no scientific explanation for what happened it is simply miraculous so yeah the saints are our proof and our praying to saints for help to receive miracles is proof that we know that God wants to work miracles but in the idolatry of our own thinking thinking that we know better than God trusting our own thinking more than we trust God that's where the idolatry comes in thinking that we understand it better than God does, we don't believe. We hold back. We don't pray for miracles. We don't pray for one another to have miracles. And I believe that more miracles happen when we pray for someone else than when we pray, Lord, heal me. We need to be in a community where we pray for one another with faith. Because in community, we build each other's faith up. We share stories of what God is doing in our lives. And we pray for one another. We encourage one another. We have words of knowledge. We get scriptures that are meant for one another. God manifests himself and his power through one another for each other. He designed us for community. If we are not living in community, and that's a lot of places. You know, I live where I have good Christian friends, but my parish does not have a prayer group. I do know of a neighboring parish that has a prayer group, but it is not alive 
in the faith like I remember back when I first became aware of the truth about how the Holy Spirit and having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit works miracles. I learned it back in 1977 when the charismatic renewal in the United States was in its heyday. God wants to be first in our lives. We need to identify how we are all committing adultery. Each one of us is committing adultery today. How are you doing it? I went to Mass this morning and used the penitential rite to let go of, to be forgiven, absolved of the sin of idolatry, the idolatry of thinking that I know better than God does, I know more than God does about whether or not prayers should be answered. My lack of faith in God working miracles through me or for me through others, my lack of faith comes from the idolatry of thinking that I understand the situation better than God does. What is your sin of idolatry? What is telling you something that is not God speaking to you. Fear is often our idol. We trust the messages of fear more than we trust God and what he has told us in scripture or what he is telling us through this podcast or through a song that we hear on the radio, a Christian song, or through a word of knowledge that a friend might have. Uh, uh, you know, we They might not even know they are exercising the gift of the word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit, but we call them on the phone and we tell them our problems and a a wise word comes from their mouths. That's the Holy Spirit at work. We need to trust that the Holy Spirit is working. And when we don't, we are trusting something else and that is idolatry. We need to confess. We need to repent. Yes, we also need to get to the root causes of what leads us to trust our own idolatrous thinking instead of God's word. Sometimes a wound in the past, sometimes the way humans have treated us, sometimes things in the past that circumstances where we felt that God has let us down, these things need healing. And very often we need to go to a counselor or a spiritual director to get that healing. But that's not the only piece. We need to repent. We need to repent of our unbelief. We need to repent of the fact that we don't fully believe God's word. God's word is full of reasons to trust that God wants to do miracles in our lives. God longs to do miracles in our lives. Why don't we believe it? It's because we are believing something else and that is that something else is our God. Yes, we worship God. Yes, we believe in God. Yes, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Yes, we are not committing idolatry all of the time. But any time we are not alive in the faith the way we see happened in the book of Acts, that is when we need to repent of our own lack of faith and the idolatrous ways we are disbelieving God. Pray this prayer with me. Come Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me with your truth. 
Fill me with the faith that works miracles. Fill me with awareness of what I need to repent from. Come Holy Spirit, you have my permission to change me. And now I would like to share with you the gift of faith, the gift of the supernatural workings of God. I would like to share with you what I received from the Lord. Maybe it was my imagination. I cannot be 100% sure. None of us can. This is why we need community because we share what we think the Lord is saying in our lives and get feedback, confirmation, or correction. And so, please, what I'm about to share, if this resonates with you, if you feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you saying, this is for you, my beloved, this is for you, let me know. Come to the Good News Ministries website, which is gnm.org. Go to the contact link. And use the contact form to send me an email to let me know what God is doing. Not just to tell me that this word of knowledge that I'm sharing in this podcast was for you. But what is God doing because you have realized it's for you? How is God working a miracle? What is the miracle he is doing? Whatever it is that you can share with me, it will build up my faith and confirm that I really am doing what the Lord wants me to do, which will give me strength, which will give me more of an ability to continue doing this in future podcasts. This is being community for one another, no matter where you live around the world and you know how far away from Florida where I live you are. Okay, three things that I would like to share with you that I believe God spoke to me about as I was praying before making this podcast. The first thing that came to my mind is a green leaf. I have no idea what that means. There is probably somebody listening to this podcast who does know what it means. Green leaf. A green leaf. If if this means anything to you, know that what you fear. This is what the Lord wants you to realize. Know that what you fear is going to be overcome by God. He's going to blow you away with what he does in the situation that this green leaf represents. The second thing that I think the Lord revealed to me is that there is someone listening to this podcast who is very worried about the death of a loved one. I feel that it's a child who had blue eyes and you're very worried about whether this child has made it to heaven or not. And I hear the Lord saying, He is with me. He is with me. The third thing, there's someone facing a very difficult hardship. If this is you, here's what the Lord wants you to know. If you're thinking that God isn't paying attention to your hardship, he wants you to know that Jesus is with you. Jesus is beside you. And in fact, I was given a vision of Jesus handing you a red rose as proof that he is beside you. And he wants to tell you that your suffering 
is not for naught. Your suffering is not in vain. You will be victorious through Christ. And one last thing I would like to say before closing out this podcast. This podcast needs support to continue. There are expenses involved in doing these podcasts. And we have other podcasts running as well. You might be interested in knowing that we have also available on breadboxmedia.com where this podcast, Footsteps to Heaven, is published and promulgated from breadboxmedia.com. There is also a podcast that Good News Ministries runs called The Good News Show, which is usually courses, a series, a set amount of shows that is a series on a particular topic. We've done two series already on the Holy Spirit. We have one coming up, and it will be starting very soon, called pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's about how to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. We also have a daily podcast called Good News Reflections. These are short podcasts, about three to four minutes long, on the readings from Daily Mass, also on breadboxmedia.com. And what I hope to do in the future with this Footsteps to Heaven show is run a series on the Mass to make the Mass come alive for you, to make every part of the Mass more meaningful. We're going to to pick apart, unpack each aspect of the Mass, and we're going to do that through Pope John Paul II's document on the Eucharist. But there are expenses involved in this. So I'm asking for help. Any donation you can make to Good News Ministries and on our website, gnm.org, is a donate button in the nav bar. I'm asking for any kind of support. But specifically for podcasts, I'm also looking for sponsors. At the beginning of this podcast, you heard that this was being sponsored by Catholic Digital Resources. That's just an example. Catholic Digital Resources is an offshoot of Good News Ministries. It's where we provide written materials that have been first published for individuals on Good News Ministries website. It's now republished for distribution to parishes. And in fact, Catholic Digital Resources is not paying for any of this because it's not, it just doesn't have enough funding to do that. But it is there at the beginning of this podcast as an example of what you, if you have a business, might want to do. You can sponsor a single podcast or you can sponsor a series such as On the Mass. And if you don't own a business, you can still sponsor it and you can choose any message you would like to get across. We can put that into a 30-second or less message that goes at the beginning. If you are being ministered to by these podcasts, please, please help us continue them. If you know that it can help others, if you believe, like I do, that there are many people who need to hear these podcasts and will benefit from them and will grow in faith from them and will help us transform the world through them, then please, please sponsor 
an individual podcast or a series, or just make a donation to Good News Ministries. Thank you very much. God bless you. And God will reward you miraculously for your generosity because he promises that in Scripture too. Amen. You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit gnm.org today.